Father, listen to our earnest prayer. Jesus prayed it years ago that the glory you had given him we would somehow come to know. So make us one according to your plan. Isn't heaven it will be? Fill us with the truth and righteousness. You desire the world to see. Hey, welcome to the Surrender All at Jesus radio show on Joy 1340. My name is Richard Schwegler, and I'm uh, the host of the show. And we got an awesome show for you guys today. Uh, I have a really awesome woman of God in the studio with me, and her name is Ashley Thomas. And she's the executive director of the Hope Street Ministries on 26 and Capitol right here in Milwaukee. How are you doing, Ashley? How's it going today? I'm doing pretty well, thanks. Excellent. Uh, Weather-wise, now, guys, this is taped, so we're taping on Thursday, but it's kind of icky outside. But, man, I'm telling you guys, summer's coming, spring's coming, and uh, we'll just start declaring that right now. And, uh, Ashley, I just want to thank you for coming on the show. And, and I can tell you that um, I do some, I do some like, leg work before people come on the show, and, and I try to learn as much as I can about, about the individuals and about the ministries. And um, we have a connection because I actually started my ministry um, actually helping out at Hope Street back in 2011, and that's when Perry Brown was was in uh, was the executive director. Mm-hmm. So I, I love what you guys are doing. I would like to multiply that into a, another place, pretty similar to that. It's called the Dream Center, but but you guys are doing an amazing job. And so one of the things that I like to do on on the show is I like to get to know who the person is that's sitting next to me, and I think some of the the listeners would like to know that too. What happened with you through God? that brought you to where you were at today that led you to what you're doing now. And a lot of us, myself included, we have that one touched moment where it's like, okay, we finally surrender and then God can start really using us. And then we step into that destiny that we have. I've had multiple times like that, unfortunately, <laughs> but it's kind of like layers in, into my progression and my walk with, with God and, and with Christ. And more importantly, you know, knowing who Holy Spirit is. So, mm-hmm. So yeah, so we'll start with that. But first of all, I just want to I want to get our uh, sponsors done and talked about um, because if they wouldn't be sponsoring the show, I wouldn't be able to do this show. And uh, so a lot of you guys have heard it. It's Nexus Resolution. And so if you guys, hey, spring's coming up and you might have some landscaping stuff you want done and you might want to remodel your kitchens, your basements, whatever that may be. Nexus Resolution is the company for you. Now, you guys have heard me talk about this, but man, there's something said about born-again Holy Spirit believers coming and doing your house. Because not only are they coming and building a relationship with you, but they're also bringing Holy Spirit with them. So you start to build that relationship. They're they're doing the things in your house that you need. 
and they're blessing and anointing your house when they leave. So it's an amazing, amazing thing. So it's Nexus Resolution. You guys can get a hold of Chuck. He is the owner. And it's 414-881-6299. That's 414-881-6299. Or go to their website, and that's nexusresolution.com, N-E-X-U-S resolution.com. So let's get started. Ashley. Yes. How long you been in Milwaukee? Uh, I've been in Milwaukee for seven years, since 2012. Okay. I've been at Hope Street um, for just over five years on staff. And prior to that, I was a volunteer for about a year and a half. So you started volunteering in 2012, right? Mm-hmm. But you also, you, you went to the University of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, I went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison on a full-ride athletic scholarship. Um, awesome. Quite frankly, that was my motivation for going there was to play basketball. <laughs> Turns out I was able to get a good education and meet some neat people along the way as well as uh, develop a relationship with Jesus. And you did that while you were going to UWM? Yes. That's that's, that's always cool. the, kind of the joke, but Jesus is there. <laughs> no, that's that's really cool. So you went from that kind of schooling. So what did you what did you get your degree in? Sociology. And how did you get hooked up with Hope Street? So when I graduated from college, I was kind of beginning to pray and think about what was next. Um, I knew I wanted to be involved with ministry, and I didn't know if that meant that I needed to do more schooling or if there was an opportunity for me to kind of get some work experience. Um, Because of basketball, I had never worked (laughs) prior to then. Right. Um, And I got connected with a pastor at Elmbrook Church, and he was in their local missions department. And basically it was like, hey, we have this internship opportunity available what about doing that and right. kind of seeing what you're passionate about or where you want to get connected? Right. And um, through that, one of my first assignments was to um, tour a bunch of local ministries, and Hope Street was one of the stops. So what touched you like when you first walked in? <laughs> what, what was the thing that really kind of touched you with that? Yeah. Um, there, Quite frankly, in a very literal sense, there was a, a piece that washed over me the moment I walked into Hope Street. I was super nervous about going down there. A lot of people had kind of made me think twice about going down there by myself because everybody's like oh you're going to 26 in capital and I was like yeah what's that mean yeah right (laughs) um but made my way down there and I remember just walking through the doors and being overwhelmed and um blown away by just this expectation that I had and it was peaceful and calm through the initial conversation that I had there with the director at the time Perry that you mentioned um just felt like it was a safe place to begin to explore what it looks like to live life well Right. And Perry is an awesome guy too. Mm -hmm. Very, very cool. So did you start right away or how did that process, how did God start like leading you into that direction? Yeah. So I um, had followed back up with Perry after that and just said, I'm kind of a nerd. I like doing administrative tasks. If there's anything like organizing or data entry, whatever that looks like that I could do, that would be helpful. I have some time on Wednesdays. Why don't you, I can come in and let me know what I can do. Right. And um, so he said, that would be great. I'd love you to do that. But I, I really would like you to come in at nine to go to this Wednesday community prayer that we have. Um, that'll be a really good place for you to build relationships and kind of get to see what this place is all about. Right. And so it was through that interaction at that community prayer meeting every week. That's what really grabbed my heart with Hope Street. Awesome. Awesome. Now, Hope Street has been around for a while. It started in 1990. And um, you want to give me a little bit of the history? Yep. So in 1999, there was a group of men over, and I forget the streets, but Michigan Avenue-ish over there. Yep. Um, Transitional Row is what it was originally called. And Scott Martin was the director of that at the time. He was approached by a group of men that were involved at the time with another ministry called Samaritan Inn, which had Oakton Manor. And basically they were saying, hey, we think it would be good to begin to serve men and women coming out of drug or alcohol addiction. 
um, so people in recovery. Right. And they found this building on the corner of 26 and Capitol. And at the time, the building needed a ton of work. And through some very generous donors, we were able to get the building in, sh- in the good shape to be able to open it up. From there, served between, you know, 40 to 50, giving a, give or take, uh, men and women. Each year, eventually, we acquired two other buildings, and then we got rid of those two buildings. Unfortunately, Scott Martin, the founding executive director, did pass in a motorcycle accident. And so Hope Street went through a period of time um, with a couple different directors that stepped in. And then eventually Perry Brown stepped off of the board and came on as executive director. Right. And now here we kind of are today. And eventually when he stepped on, Hope Street kind of was beginning to look at how are we communicating what it is that we're doing? Right. So the board and staff and a few members at the time went through a branding exercise with CI Design, Greg Marshall. And out of that came the Greenhouse for People. Right. And so I love that, by the way. Thank you. I do too. I think it's awesome. I can't take credit for it. It's a beautiful thing I've gotten to step into. Um, But with that metaphor, that just began to influence everything from the way that the building looked to people that we were serving to all these different elements. Um, And so with that came this desire to begin to walk alongside families. We realized that we didn't just want to walk um, along individuals and then place individuals back into the communities they find themselves in that are also struggling. Right. Hey, what would it look like if we brought that whole family unit into Hope Street and then people leave with more of a supportive network around them? Yeah. So this greenhouse, do you guys have like a scripture for your ministry? Yes. So the greenhouse for people metaphor came out of John 15. Whereas I am the vine and you are the branches. Right. Apart from me. Uh, When I was looking at what scripture, so a lot of you guys know, some of you may not, if it's the first time you're listening, but um, part of what I love to do is just have like this kingdom mindset. So I've got a kingdom key that, that I'm going to be talking about today. And the scripture that Holy Spirit led me to is Isaiah 61, one through seven. And part of that is, is kind of what you're talking about. It's, it's the greenhouse effect. It's taking people from, from their ashes to beauty. And then they're rebuilding the ruins of where they just came from. And that's what your place actually does. It Mm -hmm. builds people up and then sends them back out to rebuild the, the, the places where they came from. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and Isaiah 61, 1 through 4 are written on my wall in my office. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Painted on my wall. So, so yes. <laughs> um, and it happens to be uh, my pastor's uh, or our church's uh, scripture too, Isaiah 61. So, and I think, I'll be honest with you guys, because of what prophetically is going on right now, it's so, so important that that these things would start happening. That There's a move of Holy Spirit going on right now, and he's he's looking for people that are willing to take those risks. And I know you're going to be talking about about that today a little bit. And um, I'm kind of preempted that. Ashley does a blog too. You want to say where that blog is so people can go in and check it out? Yes, my blog can be found at www.fromsmashtoash.com. Yes. Now, in just a second, if you don't mind, do you mind explaining how that nickname came about and how it changed you or, or don't, or, or yeah, don't, do no, I'm know? happy to. Um, okay. Smash originally was just a nickname my family members gave me at a very young age. Okay. Um, eventually, uh, as I became an athlete, um, people would hear my dad or my different family members saying that during a game. And so it just kind of caught on as this like, oh, that's a neat nickname. And so other people wanted to call me that. Right. And eventually for me, my identity kind of got wrapped up in that, um, the athlete and this like, being synonymous with smash yep. and so for me as i worked through kind of the parts of me that needed to die that were not healthy right. much of which was my identity being found in me as a basketball player 
Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wanted to stray away from being known as Smash because I didn't really like who I was always as the athlete. Right. And so Ash is like this intimate part of like, this is who I actually am. This is the part of me that, you know, I want people to know this is the part of me that's transformed, that is being transformed. Right. So that's the gist of it. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so the the blog again is? From smash to ash.com. Okay. So I'm going to have her, I, I went through there and read most of the blogs she she wrote and I found one from uh, November 2nd of 2018 that was really really good not that none of the other ones were not good because they're they're all really good and I I would uh, I would highly suggest you guys going and checking them out but this one was called radical acceptance and man I love that word radical because I think God wants us to be totally radical right now I mean we have to be completely off the wall radical of what we're doing and how we're doing it and part of that radicalness is taking risk of what Holy Spirit is telling us to do. It's the whole kingdom mindset, guys. It's it's all about listening to Holy Spirit and then taking those risks of what he's telling us to do. And it's wherever we go. And you guys have heard me say this. You go be in Starbucks. You could be uh, at a basketball game. You could be wherever you're at. And Holy Spirit may lead you to pray for someone for healing or give money to someone. I mean, who knows what that's going to be, but it's just, it's, it's, it's taking those risks. So I'm going to have Ashley read that. So whenever you're ready. I am drawn to people who are different than me. I am curious. I want to know what I don't know about myself, my own prejudices and biases and assumptions. I love to learn. I sat in a recent gathering and heard a pastor use the phrase radical acceptance. I'm not really sure what else he said after that, because that phrase sort of stuck. I was days away from our, Hope Street's, third annual family reunion and anticipating the different people that would gather together to celebrate and learn more about a place I love. We opened the evening of the event to a song from The Greatest Showman, one of my favorite movies. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and watch it. The first time I saw the film, I wept through the whole thing. I even went to the movie less than 24 hours later to again capture the underlying theme. I couldn't quite put my finger on what to call it at the time, but I believe it is radical acceptance. It is the ability to invite the other in, but also acknowledge that you too are an other and in desperate need of a a reality check. Almost seven years ago, I took a field trip to the hood. I was scared, disenfranchised, and removed from the people and the problems. Looking back now, I know that my heart was changed. But my ability to grow happened because of the radical acceptance of me. Radical acceptance by the poor. Radical acceptance by the addicted. Radical acceptance from broken people. And in this, I found out I was broken too. They didn't need one more person to swoop in and tell them what they did wrong. But I needed someone to wake me up to the reality that my view of them was completely inaccurate. You have the choice to create or become a part of a community where it is safe to know and be known by one another. I would argue that we crave this. We want to bump shoulders with people who are different, but we are unsure of the cost. What if I say something wrong? What if they just want my money? What if I get hurt emotionally or physically? There is a risk. All of those things may come to fruition, but what is the risk if you don't? True transformation takes place when we can look across the table and see it's not just you who has accepted the other, but the other has in turn accepted you. We can create agendas, well-planned programs, and to-do lists, but maybe it's time to simply ask the question, 
how am I doing with acknowledging my own need? Is it possible that it will come from someone I think I need to help? There's a special place on 26 and Capital that has figured out how to radically accept anyone with any mess and simply be present. That's the sort of place I want to always find myself. Man, it was good. Guys, think about what she just said. It's literally saying looking at people the way God sees people and accepting people for, for where they're at and really seeing them for how God sees them. I, I can relate to that from going in the inner city of city of Milwaukee, going to the south side of Chicago, and going in areas where I'm a white guy that looks kind of like a cowboy, where cowboy boots, the big belt buckle, and you talk about acceptance into the inner city community is, is amazing. I even look back when I was a cop in Washington, D.C., and the area that I patrolled was all African-American, and I'm the only white guy, and I'm the, I'm the popo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, acceptance. It, it's acceptance. And um, so, and I really, really believe what, what you're talking about is, is that it, it's, it's who's in us. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. It's mm-hmm. Holy Spirit that oozes out of us, and that's where that acceptance comes in. And when you love people, mm-hmm. people feel that. Yep. You know, especially if you're doing it by your actions. Uh, mm-hmm. Words are are out there, mm-hmm. but when you start doing things with your actions, that's when people really can see and feel that love that that is oozing out of you. So that's really good. I, I really enjoyed that. So if people want to experience the same thing, mm-hmm. how can they do that through Hope Street? So in a very practical way, and I always tell people to have their expectations set low, <laughs> simply because I think... Too often when we come into a place, we expect that, you know, there's going to be tons of people. They're going to be open to receiving me right away. Right. And in reality, like you're someone new. So you're coming into what is our home. Right. Right. There's 40 to 50 men, women and children that live there 24 seven. Right. Um, And so I ask people to be willing to kind of show up and be present at first, like check the place out walk around and just kind of sit in a room and be ready to like maybe see someone and maybe not, yep. but just get comfortable with being inside of our home. Yep. And after that, you know, just some very practical ways that you can help out, obviously with an old hundred year old uh, building, we always yep. have practical, like people know how to fix things or want to paint or help clean apartments or yep. get rooms ready for families to move in. There's always a need for that, but majority of our need is relational. So people that are willing, like I said, to just be present. So there's our Wednesday community prayer still happens every single Wednesday at 9 a.m., rain or shine, snow or sleet or whatever in between (laughs) around here. Excellent. Um, That's another practical opportunity on Sundays from 4.30 to 5.30. We have our Sunday community meeting. Um, That's open and that's an opportunity to just kind of get to know our people. Um, Most of our classes are all volunteer led as well. Right. So that's another opportunity too. Right. Um, And again, just being willing to kind of come down and check the place out and be. Yep. I'm going to be starting another Bible study with you guys too next week, actually. Awesome. So if you guys want to come just to volunteer, just to feel that that whole thing that's going on and what it is, it's it's Holy Spirit's love just, just being poured out on everyone there. They need you to help and uh, any anything you could do um, would be greatly appreciated. And the other thing too is, if, man, if you're looking for what your destiny is and what that preordained thing is that God had for you to do. Uh, the easiest way to figure it out is to start serving somewhere. Just do mm-hmm. something and allow God to start walking with you while you're doing stuff to further his kingdom. So it's excellent. So what's your website? Hope 
hopestreetministry.org and ministry singular and you'll find us. Okay, so it's hopestreetministry.org. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to quick read this scripture and this is the key to the kingdom for this week. And this is Isaiah 61, 1 through 7, and I'm reading the message. Announce freedom to all the captives. The Spirit of God, the Master, is on me. Now, guys, when I'm reading this, just think about that it's it's God telling you that this is what's happening because that's what it is. And so input your name into that. Spirit of God, the Master One, is on me because God anointed, put your name there, guys, Richard Schweigler. He sent me to preach good news to the poor, heal the brokenhearted, announce freedom to all the captives, pardon all the prisoners. God sent me to announce the year of his grace, a celebration of God's destruction over our enemies and to comfort all who mourn, to care for the needs of all who mourn in Zion, to give banquets of roses, uh, a message of joy instead of news of doom, praising heart instead of a uh, unrested spirit, rename them oaks of righteousness planted by God to display his glory. They'll rebuild the old ruins, raise a new city out of wreckage. They'll start over on the ruined cities, take the rubble left behind and make it new. You'll hire outsiders to herd your flocks and the foreigners to work your fields. But you have the title I'm going to say this, you guys listen really, really close, but you have the title priests of God, honored as ministers of our God. You'll feast on the bounty of nations, you'll bask in their glory, because you got a double dose of trouble and more than your share of contempt, you will inherit, you will have inheritance in the land, will be doubled, and your joy will go on forever. God needs us to step into the destinies that he preordained even before you were born. And the only way to do that, the only way to do that is to surrender, is to surrender everything to him. There's one thing I know that Holy Spirit is telling all of us right now is that we need to be in his presence. The more we're in his presence, the more we we bring on that purity, the more we repent of those things that he's telling us to uh, stop. Remember I talked about that gook rising up from what my pastor did and he had that vision there. Let that stuff rise up, get rid of that stuff and then repent, turn from the things that he's telling you to turn from, get pure, get righteous, and then start walking in that destiny in the presence that overflow of presence will then what will then equate to the signs, wonders, and miracles that that will be happening. And it's Isaiah 61 coming to life. We rebuild people from the inside out, and then we rebuild our cities. But it happens from us first. The revival that has started, it starts individually with us. It starts individually. It starts in that that quiet time. The deeper our relationship is with him, the deeper our relationship is with him will equate to how and how much he is going to use us. And guys, I want to be used. I want God, I want Benny Hinn type stuff going on. I want, I want to walk in hospitals and people are healed immediately. And it's okay to want those things, guys. It's, it's okay because it's not me. It's literally Holy Spirit doing those things through me. But don't you guys want that? I do. I totally do. All right. So next week, 
we're going to be bringing in someone that has gone through and has stayed at the the Hope Street Ministry, mm-hmm. and we're going to do an interview, and they're going to do a uh, a short testimony of of things. So we're going to repeat this for for next week. We'll probably talk a little bit more of the programs that you guys have going right now. Okay. Um, and then I also saw something about a community. Um, how do you pronounce that? Shechem. Shechem. Okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about that too. Okay. So awesome. And uh, I just want to thank you for coming on the show. Go on their Hope Street Ministry Facebook page, like their page, and then start plugging in. Get plugged in somewhere so that God can start using you. So if you want to get in touch with Ashley, you can call the number at Hope Street Ministries, 414-445-5404. And I think extension 128 is Ashley, but you'll get the you'll get the operator going through. Ashley's email is Ashley at HopeStreetMinistry.org. Ashley at HopeStreetMinistry.org. And their website is HopeStreetMinistry.org. So www.HopeStreetMinistry.org. Guys, also go to mine, surrenderalltojesus.org. Go there, check it out. Uh, Also go on the Surrender All to Jesus Facebook page. Please like that. And please, when you guys see this in your Facebook uh, pages, share this. Let this get out and share it, share it, share it so people can know about Hope Street Ministry. They can figure out, maybe I can want to get plugged in there. And uh, just share it. That That's how we make this all work. It's, it's knowledge and, and it gets out there. Guys, one thing I got to talk about is the officer that recently was, was shot. Guys, our officers need our prayers. So we should be praying for them daily. I, I know that, that there's groups of people that, that do that. But two things. Pray for the officers that are in your areas and then also pray that angels will be around them and protecting them. I don't know where you stand with with supporting um, police officers, but and a lot of you guys know my background is law enforcement. I can assure you, I can assure you that they need our prayers and they need our support. And right now, especially, um, what's going on in a city in Milwaukee is completely evil. And the only way we're going to break that is by by our prayers and then by our actions. We need to listen to Holy Spirit. He's going to give us the visions and the plans of the things that we need to do. It takes people. It takes us to do that. We are the vessel. We are the, the hands, the feet, the mouthpiece of what God wants to do to further his kingdom. It's up to us. Guys, remember, surrender all and be a blessing to someone. Rest in